Hi everyone, this is Sarah. This week, Kathy and I discuss all things high school, from expectations to the awkward reality, our take on the school system, some of our best and worst memories, and what we've learned from our schooling experiences. There also may or may not be multiple mentions of Lizzo during this episode. Thank you for your support and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to We've We've Made made a Mistake. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kathy. And boy, if there's ever an episode that's indicative of our name, (laughs) it's this one. The high school episode. (laughs) Um, So we'd like to just start off with the expectations that we had moving into high school. Mm -hmm. What were some of yours? Um, I watched a lot of the reality shows from MTV. Mm-hmm. So Laguna Beach to me was like all my expectations of what high school was going to be. I thought I would walk in. Everyone is just hot, tan. Look, they look like adults. Do yeah. you remember that show? Like everyone looked like adults. And yeah. I just assumed I'd walk in, drop my notebooks and just have this heartthrob with good hair. Just oh pick God. them up and fall in love with me. No, no, I get that because my like gauge of high school was that movie she's all that Ooh, that's a good one um and it had me believing that i could blossom from this awkward girl to freddie prince jr's love interest yes (laughs) and everyone looked like years beyond their age which it turns out they were Mm -hmm. they were like 30 year olds playing high schoolers um and the lockers. Everyone has the a locker. Lockers. Well, it's also we grew up here, but I that's what I was expecting. I was expecting to do, yeah. get a locker, and I was expecting to have, like, a dramatic scene where I'll put my stuff in the locker, and just mm-hmm. something would happen. I'll be like, ugh, and then, like, and slam, slam it. <laughs> As I walk back to, in, with the, angst. The locker was a symbol of teenage angst. Yes. I feel like someone should write a thesis. <laughs> and I remember going to uh, Target, like, when mm-hmm. you get back to school supplies, which mm-hmm. is probably one of the things I miss about grade school. Just yeah. I love school supplies. <laughs> but I remember they had a section that was, like, decorate your locker. Mm-hmm. So I just assumed – I think in middle school I thought mm-hmm. I would get one. So I just, like, bought all the cute magnets – thinking that I would go in and get a locker. But I know we went to different middle schools, Uh but the only way you can get a locker at my middle school was you had to reach a certain grade point average. Are you serious? Yeah, you had to have a certain grade point average. That was not a thing. So I went to Challenger. You went to Wagenheim, Mm -hmm. both in Mira Mesa, Mm -hmm. Um, San Diego. Yeah. Here's our social security. (laughs) Here's everything. Here are you. You shouldn't have shared that. Um, Here was my address of my childhood home. Um, But yeah, that's crazy to me because we didn't even have lockers outside of the gym. Uh, like that was not a thing for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember we got in trouble too because I remember ha- I had a gym locker, mm-hmm. and I think I treated it kind of like a regular one. Like you personalized <laughs> it, but really everyone shared it. Well, it was, they were like little cubbies, but I just remember mm-hmm. like I I still had a, that mirror and stuff, so I would yeah. stick it on there. Uh-huh. And I don't know how they checked, but I think they did routine checks or something. Mm-hmm. But I remember I got called in to take stuff out of it. Are you serious? Yeah, or basically, oh like, God. you can't have – or maybe they saw me open it and it was just too much shit. And they're just like, um, you're not smart enough to get the smart lockers, so don't even try. Don't try to act like this is one of the uh, freaking yeah. advantaged lockers. <laughs> so who were you in high school, like, click-wise mm-hmm. or all of that? So – I feel like who I was involves a little bit of an evolutionary process between middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. So, as you know, I went to Challenger Middle School. <laughs> um, and up until like seventh grade, I was a bit shy. I was antisocial, super dorky, what I call like the triple threat for bullies, <laughs> which was glasses. Uh, I was chubby and I had a rolly backpack. <laughs> Um, so up to this point, I pretty much had one friend, um, and she was my constant ever since Mm -hmm. elementary school. 
Um, but I believe it was in seventh grade that we were separated through the evil that is two lunch periods. Fuck <laughs> that. Yeah. I hate it. Mm-hmm. And so because she was my only friend and, you know, I was alone during lunch and I had this fear of meeting new people and being made fun of, I would go to the girl's bathroom and secure myself into a stall and eat my peanut butter and jelly sandwich in peace read a book. <laughs> but I will I will say it wasn't all that bad. Um who knew there'd be so much action during lunchtime period? <laughs> uh I would catch the gossip that people wouldn't know about. It this was all in the bathroom too. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh it, it all went down in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um like this was the pinnacle of the girl experience. I yeah. Like. Um so it would be like a meetup spot for girl fights. <gasps> we had that okay I my middle school was the same. Like, yeah. the, it was like people had scheduled fights. Like, yeah. they'll be like, okay, I'm going to fight you today. Meet What's me at the bathroom yeah. What's next to schedule? the cafeteria at 11.30. Are you free on Thursday for another fight? Because I'm fighting Tammy at this time. Like, it's just so crazy. Yeah. And there was this other time these girls used their earrings to pierce each other's lips. Oh and, God. like, I was hearing this all go down, mm-hmm. like, while I was in the stall, just, like, paralyzed with my <laughs> PB&J. Um, <laughs> but it was this constant state of anxiety and, like, low self-esteem that continued on until I decided I want my last – I wanted my last year of middle school to be different. Mm-hmm. So the summer going into eighth grade – I convinced my mom to get me contacts. I ditched the rolly backpack for a Jansport, which those anyone were so who's cool. everyone had a Jansport. And it had to be the two pocket. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. None, none of that multiple pocket bullshit. I know. Like that, that was even that was nerdy for a Jansport if yeah. you had more than two pockets. Um, and then I broke out my mom's old Jazzercise VHS tapes and just had like a sandwich and a couple of saltine crackers every day. Which was also the start of my disordered eating. <laughs> I feel like uh, everyone can relate to that. I of had course, a pretty, yeah. 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 Um, but with that being said, like I walked into my first day of eighth grade, like 20 pounds lighter and completely unrecognizable. But even though I had a newfound confidence and kind of broke out of my shell socially, this time also helped me recognize the superficiality, even in kids at like 13, 14 years old, Mm -hmm. because people who didn't want anything to do with me before wanted to be my friends. Boys all of a sudden took an interest in me for the first time. So I feel like that kind of carried itself into my high school experience because it got to the point where I really just wanted a few real ass friends who were solid and genuine. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just makes me feel like I got so lucky because that's exactly what we ended up with. Yeah. Um, And like the friend group I had during middle school and then the friend group that I had from playing softball since like eight years old to a majority of them went to Wagenheim. Mm -hmm. They kind of combined when high school started. We all attended Mary Mesa High. We just made this big girl gang. Yeah, a girl (laughs) gang. It formed like a super group. Like a Taylor Swift girl gang type of thing. (laughs) Okay. But it makes me so appreciative that, you know, we're all friends to this day because Mm -hmm. we may not talk, you know, every single day or see each other very often but when our schedules align during the few times of year that they do we get together it honestly feels like no time has passed we have that kind of bond that like transcends time you know yeah I love that Mm -hmm. yeah so I I can't really I was just really hot the whole <laughs> can't really can't really no I actually like very similar my best friend moved in middle school mm-hmm. and when she moved I just everything just like fell apart mm-hmm. like I have so many entries in the diary like why <laughs> why did you leave um but yeah so middle school just sucked and I just remember I was bullied a lot. So after she moved, I kind of went with this other group of girls. Super nice. Like I still um, I still creep on them on Instagram. <laughs> hey. Um, but they were just gorgeous girls. Mm-hmm. And I was the ugly duckling of the group. And I do remember guys were just so mean to me. Um, this one guy legit just was like, you're the ugly one. And then I think that also made my like, I feel like I got funnier 
because I didn't know how to um how to relate to oh, that and okay. but yeah so and I had the same thing like I um I was in the bathroom a good amount um I think I I got so into like the physical look like how to look cool mm -hmm. so the shoes I remember K-Swiss and Fat Farms and like mm -hmm. all of those are so Adidas. cool um and the then, high top converse oh yeah and then you fold the tops <laughs> <laughs> and you like do the laces differently there was like a way of doing the laces to where it was like the cool yeah it's like how the cool kids do. and like everyone yeah. had the sweatpants and you would roll the you would roll top. the top oh and i have an embarrassing <laughs> story yeah. what was really popular at my middle school was pantsing okay so you <laughs> and then thongs <laughs> okay. um and so like i couldn't buy a thong or and I, I'm, I'm really sorry, Mervins. I hope this didn't put you out of business. <laughs> but I, I stole a thong. Okay, two thongs at Mervins, um, and I would wear them. But I was like, I can't rewear these thongs because I'd hand wash them so my mom didn't see them, and I put yeah. them in a little piggy bank. Um, think, remember the piggy bank because I'll get back to that in a bit. Okay. But so I was. I had these days of the week underwear uh -huh. and they were kind of old and like I can if I ripped it the little seams at the top look mm -hmm. like the thong yeah. part and so so it was like almost convincing yeah, yeah like if I pulled up just those two strings you mm -hmm. would be convinced I'm wearing a thong <laughs> so this and I was wearing my sweats and this girl pantsed me mm -hmm. and I was so embarrassed and I lifted it back up and then I remember like one of the girls being like are you wearing regular underwear? <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. And we have to remember this was middle school, yeah. not even high school. This yet. was middle school. And I yeah. do think I think high school was different, but in middle school, that was when all like the angst and like the bullying happened. And mm -hmm. I remember that was when I was kind of a badass. Like I remember this girl brought in Smirnoff ice and had it in um the paper bags. Mm -hmm. And then during PE, we would sit on the benches mm -hmm. and take swigs of it and i was so confused at this point because i'm just like why are they in paper bags why are they being sinky and then i tasted it and i'm like oh i get it <laughs> and that was my first taste of like i've had wine before but i'm like this tastes good like alcohol's fun <laughs> i'm kind of jealous because i never had a middle school run-in with alcohol like oh, really? i i was definitely not that cool like i didn't hang out with people who <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to perpetuate the idea that drinking is cool because it's not. It's, but at the time, we're just speaking from our references from at the, time. the time. Yeah, yeah, at the time, like this, these are the things that we thought were cool, mm -hmm. right? Like all I can remember during middle school gym was getting my period. <laughs> I was an early bloomer with my. I got my period yeah. when I was in fifth grade. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, I got it in fifth grade. <laughs> okay, I got mine during gym. During gym. Eighth grade year. Oh god. So that's why I, I I think I have like traumatic memories surrounding around gym, uh -huh. like exclusively. <laughs> but just going back with the thong thing. Yeah. So I kept my thongs yes, in let's that. One. Let's circle back to <laughs> periods and thongs. Welcome to this episode. <laughs> but I put it in like a piggy bank, and I remember mm -hmm. my mom was like, I think she was trying to put coins in there to mm -hmm. like as a little tweet. Yeah. Um, and she was, I guess it didn't make a sound and she started shaking it. And I got, I just started like, I got so scared. She's like, What's the, what the hell is wrong? And this, this was thing? around, I think it was close to my mom's birthday. So I automatically was like, don't open it. It's a surprise. Don't open it. And then she opens it and she pulls out the thongs and I just start crying. And then she just was like laughing. Um, I guess if you're a parent and you saw that, I, I think I would, that'd be the only thing I know how to do is just <laughs> laugh. Um, but yeah, so that was middle school. And then going into high school, um, all those girls that I was friends with, I did not know that during summer you're figuring out what you want to do in high school. Like, so they were mm -hmm. all in these little clubs, like they were in dance team, all of mm -hmm. these are like cheer. So they, cheer, yeah. they got into all of these clubs and then I didn't get the memo. So my lunchtime activities, I had no friends. Mm -hmm. So my freshman year of high school, I went to the library almost every day. Oh. And I had my lunch in there and I was like, okay, this sucks. But then sophomore year was like a complete 180 because mm -hmm. then I started joining all these clubs. Mm -hmm. um, and then I met, that's when I met you and like all the other mm -hmm. um, friends and I joined cross country. And then it was just this whole other experience. And then I ended up loving high school. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's my... I feel like Experience. that's, we'll get into this later, but the bread and butter, I think we can both agree about 
our high school experience was the clubs and the extra uh, extraterrestrial yeah. <laughs> the extraterrestrial <laughs> people <laughs> et the extracurriculars i'm sorry we're both like about two three yeah we're two glasses deep okay three uh, glasses <laughs> we're all bottle in already <laughs> that isn't too far off yeah <laughs> so now sarah and kathy take on the school system what are your thoughts just if you could make a general Fuck calculus. <laughs> it's dumb. Uh, I feel like I did learn some valuable things during high school, but an overwhelming majority was not academic. Um, oh, yeah. In the real world, calculus doesn't matter. No one cares about how much you know about the Boston Tea Party. But I did learn that a sense of structure is important. Mm-hmm. Even if you lack talent in a certain area, mine was mathematics. I <laughs> I had no natural skill in the field of math or science. Um, but if you work hard and you remain disciplined, you can still be successful yeah. in those areas. Like I wish I learned a lot more practical and real world scenarios. Again, yeah. just going back to what you said, Applying for jobs, they never asked me what my GPA was and all of that. I do Mm -hmm. think that they should have focused or had a class dedicated to, like, mental health, Mm -hmm. um, motivation, communication, even, honestly, sex. Mm -hmm. I I know we had sex ed, but I think it was a lot – it was something, like, you just had a go over a brush like i just remember sometimes teachers would just put on a movie and and like okay here's a quiz yep you're done with the sex ed and i'm just like i just remember there were so many times in my adult life where i'm just like man i wish i fucking knew that (laughs) um and i agree i think like you know it's the easy way out to just put on like a sex ed film and allow that to do the teaching yeah um but I really would have appreciated someone to come in and normalize something like mental health oh, disorders. Oh, yeah, for sure. And sex. And even as some – like a child who went through uh, the divorce of their parents, like mm-hmm. normalize the dissolution of of marriage and like the family unit. Yeah. Um, and I feel like school didn't really prepare me for the biggest lessons I needed in life. Like for when sure. I was uh, a poor, struggling young adult – how to write a check or mm-hmm. the importance of saving or even just fucking taxes. Yeah. <laughs> and even <laughs> Excel. I remember we took a class. I think <laughs> it was I think it was uh middle school yeah. where you go into the computer lab or maybe it was even elementary, but they focused like I think it was at least like a month worth of Microsoft Word. Mm-hmm. And that was the easiest thing. Like, you mm-hmm. could have taught me that. Like, in a week. Yeah. And I feel like I, yeah, in my job now mm-hmm. um, or my previous jobs, I use Excel so much. Yeah. And I'm just like, I really wish – like, I'm still just Googling my way through. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. I still don't know how to use Excel. Yeah. And I, I access Excel almost daily. Honestly, if the formulas <laughs> are not inputted already, uh-huh. I'll just – instead of just figuring out, I'll just delete the whole thing <laughs> and re-download the one that a coworker sent and just base it off of base that. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I mean, like, all of these fundamental things that applies to literally every adult person, Mm -hmm. if it would have been instilled early enough, it could really lay a solid foundation, especially the financial and, like, banking aspect. Yeah. I feel like I would have been way more prepared for life if I had learned those lessons earlier. I do think, like, the extracurricular activities Mm -hmm. had – more of an impact than my actual educational classes. Yeah. Um, and again, we I loved school, so obviously I loved English and all of that, and we'll go into that later. But um, real world-wise, it definitely mm-hmm. played a part. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this reminds me of another important point, that because modern schooling is based on like this standardized idea of knowledge. Oh, standardized testing. Uh-huh. I can go on and on and how much I fucking hate it. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's really a reward system of memorization in exchange for letter grades, mm-hmm. which are pretty much like arbitrary. Um, and you teach to the test. I think yeah. um, during that time, I felt like, okay, I feel like a standardized test is coming because I'm learning about this certain thing Mm -hmm. and also funding Mm -hmm. funding was very um 
important and it dealt with a lot of standardized testing, like what mm-hmm. were the scores? Mm-hmm. And obviously if you had money, if you were affluent, you would have, <coughs> sorry, coughing because all of this passion. <laughs> <laughs> I did so, so much of my public speaking on standardized <laughs> testing and it's all coming back and it's just coming out in a cough. <laughs> It has physical manifestations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like that um, that one size fits all system alienates those who don't fit the ma- mold mm-hmm. and it's like damaging and serves like a huge injustice to people who are wholly intelligent on their own, but fall outside of those confines. For sure. Yeah. And there's this quote that stands out to me. Um It was from Mark Twain, and it's that I never let school get in the way of my education, which just speaks volumes because it's that reminder that schooling is an entirely different construct from learning. And like we have to remember that sometimes like learning can exist outside of the school system. Like it's not wholly dependent on it. And there's Mm -hmm. definitely some flaws that exist within our current system that I feel like we need to kind of like challenge and combat. And I get why they're in in place. I think sometimes it's hard to put people on a scale and just be able to grade them based Mm -hmm. on like all the gray that happens. So I think people need that black and white. But Mm -hmm. newsflash, black and white is not even close to what the real world is. (laughs) Um, There's just so much gray. And I think, yeah, I just have never been a fan of standardized testing. I mean, I get it. But – I just think there's other ways to um, gauge intelligence. Yeah, gauge yeah. intelligence. But I, I, again, I don't know the exact. Um, yeah, I mean, I, puzzle I feel to like, like make happen. There, there's like creatives and business-minded people out mm-hmm. there. Like we've heard the story a million times. Like they didn't do well in school. They dropped out even, and yeah. have been like entirely successful, like on their yeah. own. Yeah, and then all those people that can merit. are just good test takers. I remember there's yeah. this guy that like never turned in any assignments, never mm-hmm. did anything. But when he did like his SATs or anything like that, mm-hmm. he would get the highest point average mm-hmm. or whatever. And mm-hmm. I just remember being so mad, and I'm just like, "What the fuck am I doing wrong? <laughs> like, I am putting hours in." Um, and I think that's why extracurricular activities were very important because it just fostered the need to learn um, balance, mm-hmm. um, teamwork. And then it also um, helped me personally. I mean, the hobbies that I had that I loved kind of slowly morphed into what I wanted to do as a career choice, which I'm currently in. So um, that's always a plus side. Yeah. Now we get into the reality <laughs> of high school. So, you know, got to state the obvious. There weren't any lockers. Yes. <laughs> besides the sweaty ones everyone else uses during gym. Mm-hmm. And just a tangent, that's how I caught ringworm for <laughs> the first time. You don't need to hear about that. But um, there were times where I'd risk being called the smelly one because I hated my body And I was so embarrassed by the idea of showering in front of other people Mm. because of how these movies perpetuate those scenes. Like hot chicks with like, you know, their boobies and the steam just perfectly coming in and their hair somehow always looks good. And they just talk so nonchalantly. Like what party are we going to this weekend? Yeah. And the reality was at least in middle school, I can't remember about high school, but, but while I was in middle school, we showered with the towel wrapped around us and we just like wet our armpit. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I was like mortified by the showering experience. Yeah. Yeah. And then another one was, the whole high school experience wasn't as dramatic as it was portrayed in movies. I feel like mine was pretty boring and unexciting and everyone's still awkward going through puberty for Mm -hmm. the most part. No, same. Uh, Again, movies and Laguna Beach kind of (laughs) (laughs) going back to that. Reinforcing this idea of Laguna Beach, the trauma (laughs) it's had on (laughs) and how I just like, I didn't have that. I honestly didn't have any love interest. Like I didn't fall in love with the high school. Someone named Steven. Yeah, someone named Steven. 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 
Um, so I didn't do that. I like nothing movie like. I had a great time in high school, but it wasn't anything like that. And going back to Laguna Beach again, um, and just movies in general. I I think it's also just where we live and where mm-hmm. we went to high school, but there wasn't great representation on minorities. No, not at all. Yeah, not at all. Like I just assumed I would walk in and just embody this like blonde, blue-eyed queen. And just <laughs> – but obviously not. I'm five foot. <laughs> but – But also, yeah. yeah, like reflecting the area that we grew up in, Mira Mesa, like mm-hmm. – I feel like it was pretty much a melting pot. I feel like we had a, a very diverse high school. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't reflected in these reality shows mm-hmm. that you think of. And I think I get it. I mean, you need to have drama to have a reality show. I feel like if we had a reality show, it wouldn't be fun to watch and just be like <laughs> us studying. Uh, but I do have to say I – I feel like we didn't also have that many clicks at our school. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe I don't know if I just didn't know of them, but I felt like everyone was pretty on the same level. Yeah. And I think if anything, we kind of worshipped or not worshipped, but like put in a high pedestal for the people that were hardworking and smart and all of that. So Mm -hmm. that's what was different. Yeah. I agree. I wasn't envious of, like, the popular girls. Mm -hmm. I was envious of the people who were in, like, AP Gov. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I could reach that level of (laughs) intelligence. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I was not one of those either. (laughs) Yeah, same. So now we're going to get into the best and the worst of high school times, Mm -hmm. right? So – the best of, um, even though I sucked at sports and I wasn't very coordinated, I had the best memories playing field hockey and softball because of the people. And there's this one memory in particular that stands out. Before every game, we'd walk to the Circle K right across the street from the field and we'd get prepackaged pastries and mm. cinnamon rolls. And it's just this little nugget of like, just happiness I have in my heart. But looking back, that's probably why I performed so poorly (laughs) during the game. (laughs) Um, And then I also had this free period during 11th grade where after lunch, I essentially helped out with restocking the student store, Mm -hmm. but I was not a part of ASB. But this is the point in time where I really established like a great relationship with Mrs. J, who is the head of the Associated Student Body. Oh, yeah. And she had convinced me to join ASB the following year, my senior year, which in and of itself made my high school experience. Yeah. Like I I regret not joining sooner me because too. it was so much fun. And I met so many amazing people. And I really kind of consider it my first job because it reinforces this, this like sense of responsibility that, you know, I'm in charge for something other than myself, mm-hmm. you know? And I do like the whole – I loved Spirit Week. I was that bitch that <laughs> – I was that bitch. <laughs> I, I actually won most spirit in the high school yearbook. Like the superlative? Yeah. I was like most spirited. <laughs> Uh, for the girl part, and but mm. yeah, same thing with the ASB. I loved it. I, I kind of, I was super envious of mm. the freshmen that were in ASB because yeah. I was just like, you can be in this for all four years, <laughs> and I'm just getting into it. And same thing yeah. with sports. I got into cross country mm-hmm. early on, mm-hmm. but I have a kind of a similar story of like you going to special K. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my special K. <laughs> Cereal. How, wait, well, you said circle, oh, circle K. <laughs> Sorry. We're now starting our second bottle of wine. But um, so Circle K, I, me and Ashley, who's one of our, our best friends, yeah. um, we would run and then we would like leave the group and go to Petco and look at the hamsters. <laughs> and I remember this one girl she was like oh can I run with you guys and we're like yeah sure and in our minds we're like fuck now you have to now we can't like now we can't go to Petco (laughs) but just like those like memories Mm -hmm. um are what made high school um yeah I feel like um among the best of times was feeling seen by boys for the first time like 
you'll really never forget the first time you experienced that exhilaration and giddy <laughs> excitement of being desired and crushing on someone so hard that it feels like love, even though you've never experienced love yet. <laughs> um, plus the hormones contributed to oh, it, I'm sure. Hormones. See, mm-hmm. I don't have a similar story. Like again, I I thought you were gonna say, see, I don't have hormones. <laughs> um but I uh I did not get I I had a lot of unrequited loves (laughs) but I definitely was very passionate in my Uh diary entries Uh which I have a passage (laughs) let's hear it so this was Monday February 4 2008 oh I really do not want to like him or fall for him shit I really don't geez but the way he just is is so intriguing I would never consider him my type, though. No, he is far. And then I put dot, dot, dot. Or maybe he is my type. I just never wanted or noticed to consider it. Maybe it's his tantalizing dimpled smile that stands strong. And it's not overshadowed by his braces. Or maybe it's his cockiness and the fact that he just wants to achieve greatness. His determination, his sincere expression of innocence and mystery mixed into his being. I do not know. Maybe it's the fact that we can talk, laugh, and say things to each other that I can't comfort- comfortably do with anyone else. <clears throat> Kathy. I was a freak. <laughs> that was so – no, Kathy, that was so And what was 2008? Were we like sophomores? How did you not become a novelist after an entry oh, like that? <laughs> I loved English, but I was horrible, and I still am at grammar. Like That's okay. I love run-on sentences. I love fragments. The the great, I've, you know, anyone who's a great writer has like a publishing house to back. So I feel like that should not hold you back. But just looking back at that entry, again, hormones and how you're just like, you, you romanticize everything Mm -hmm. during Mm -hmm. that time. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And then of course, it wouldn't be the best of times unless I made a mention of meeting you. Uh, During our sophomore year. This will go down in history as the best class I've ever had. Not just because yes. you were there with me. And we'll go into this specific teacher because she is she oh was awesome. She Looking was back, so I think she was like one of the best teachers I've ever had. Most in my influential. Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like it was um an English class that we had together sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And we just had so much fun. Yes, me, the writing. Me, you and Ashley. And Andrew was in there. And that. Andrew, yeah. Everyone was in that class. It was so good. So yeah. And now we get into the worst of times, my dating life. (laughs) Um, Just like you'll never forget the feeling of your first love, you never forget the sting of your first heartbreak. Mm -hmm. And although I consider myself a late bloomer, I had my first kiss at 16 and then my first boyfriend at 17. Damn, those dudes were straight garbage (laughs) at the time. And like you don't realize it in the moment. But with the benefit of hindsight, you, like, have the lessons that you've collected along the way and Mm -hmm. the growth. And, my God, I just look back at the decisions I made, um, particularly with men and dating when I was so young and impressionable. And I'm just like, why? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like also um, puberty hit me really hard. I had the displeasure of managing severe cystic acne. And anyone who's dealt with acne, it's just so demoralizing and humiliating. And I feel like you always get it in certain areas. Like I always had like a semi-annual one on my nose. and it was Girl, like- I wish mine was semi-annual. <laughs> but it was like the ones that you feel like it's going to erupt and it's underneath your nose and it just yeah. like pops up. And of course, it's always during a time where – you you don't want it like during like prom Prom, or something yeah Yeah. Um, i had facial thing i I was so oily mm -hmm. to the point where in middle school i remember it was popular to put your hands and cover the person's eyes and you have Mm -hmm. to guess who it is and i remember this girl put her hands on my face and she just like was ew and she like wiped her hands off of her shirt and i was like this is disgusting so yeah i had an oily face <laughs> <laughs> hey at least you just had the oil and not the acne to, to 
back it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have that member that knows the semi-annual. Oh, yeah. The, the um, twice yearly uh, <laughs> pimple on your nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but mine was always around my mouth. Oh, okay. And I, I don't know. I just felt like no one wants to kiss a pimple mouth. <laughs> and going back to fucking Laguna Beach, their faces were immaculate. How? <laughs> I think they were just so rich that they could afford like facials. Yeah, or the OC. That yeah. show too fucked me up. So someone used to write a paper <laughs> like the um the trauma that the these uh reality shows do. Yeah. Because they're not they're not I do have to give um it up though for like this generation though, like the shows that are on Netflix, like Big Mouth. Honestly, if I had that oh, growing that, yeah. up, it it's such a good show and yeah. it's so funny. Or uh Pen 15. I haven't heard of that one, but it's, I, it's really good too. Just like those yeah. shows that just heighten all the awkwardness yeah. that isn't highlighted in all of these amazing like movies of yeah. coming to age. Um, or Book Smart. That's another great movie. Oh, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I do have to say, just going with this generation as well, mm-hmm. I feel like I have to bow down to this generation of high schoolers because their self-confidence and self-love is endearing and empowering, which I did not have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it was like the worst of times for me. And yeah. how I can see them being more proactive and standing up for gay rights or women's rights or even just like their body image. Mm-hmm. Um, and I freaking love you for that. And I see you all on TikTok and I'm jealous as fuck, not going to lie. Because <laughs> uh, I did not look like that at all. No. Again, oil face. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah. Another big one for me was my home life. Um, my parents divorced during my junior year. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I just kind of privately suffered with at the time. It's, you know, among the things that brought me the most shame, Mm -hmm. most of my friends' parents were together and it actually took me months to even tell everyone. And when it did eventually happen, it was by accident. Mm -hmm. I was like working a shift at this place. My first job, it was Robex Mm -hmm. in Mira Mesa. Yo, what's up? Yeah, that was actually my my first job too. And Kathy too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was working a shift and then one of my good friends calls me and she's like, Hey, can you hang out tonight? And I slip by accident. I'm like, I can't. I have to go to my dad's house tonight. And she was like, what? (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, yeah. By the way, my parents got divorced. (laughs) Yeah. So at the time, it was one of the, like, my most embarrassing things. It was all just, like, a facade of Mm -hmm. my own. Oh, yeah. Home life definitely came in. I mean, I – um, again, I mentioned in the Christmas episode that I didn't grow up with a lot. So I think for me, my biggest thing was, uh, like internet. I mm-hmm. didn't have internet, um, in high school and it was so hard and I was honestly so embarrassed, mm-hmm. um, where I would go to the ASB room really, really early mm-hmm. cause I had a computer. So I'd have it on like a disc, go to the computer, print it out. And if I remember if teacher could make mm-hmm. edits on like mm-hmm. my papers, I would think, fuck, now I have to go do this whole process again. So just like home life, I feel like everyone went through stuff, which Mm -hmm. I feel like we need, we needed to like talk about all these issues that were very normal. And and if we had, you know, if we had more of a discourse about it amongst Mm -hmm. each other, it would have normalized it. And I wouldn't have been as embarrassed to to like share some of my things. Um, But I do realize that my parents made, the decision that was best for them at the time as individuals, but also for my brother and myself, they didn't want to model this unhealthy idea of what mm-hmm. a marriage is. And they also were choosing themselves, to, you know, they wanted to be happy and you only have one life to live. I never would want anyone to live unauthentically. Yeah. Um. So I really, I respect them. They're a good example. Yeah. Of, like leading a healthy life. Mm-hmm. So. And then I do feel like um, there's some definite high school mistakes and lessons (laughs) that we've learned along the way. So number one for me was not to care so much about what other people think. I very much allowed insecurity and the opinions of other people to rule my decisions at times. One in particular that I can think of is I did band throughout elementary school and into middle school. I played the flute. Mm -hmm. I was actually quite good at it. I was first chair at one point. I made honor band. 
But entering into high school, band was not the cool thing. And so I allowed that to kind of dictate my decisions. And at that point, I let go of the flute mm-hmm. and I focused on other things. Whereas to this day, I regret that. Looking back, I wish I had stuck with the flute because I look at people like Lizzo. Oh, she's so good. She's she's like a fluent classical flutist. Yeah. And my God. I, you could have had a flute off. I, I could have had a thriving career in jazz flute. Or something. Like a backup Lizzo flute. Yes. <laughs> um, but that like sense of peer pressure doesn't go away. It's only morphed itself as I've navigated through adulthood. And just remember, you can't please everyone. There's always going to be someone who passes judgment on what you do. So why not just live your most authentic, true life? Yeah. Yeah. I have, well, I wasn't great at it, but same thing. I loved playing the violin Mm -hmm. and I did it in fourth grade with one of my best friends. Um, and then fifth grade. So you leave an hour prior to class ending mm-hmm. every Thursday to go play the violin, like violin lessons. And the teacher was so strict. And every time we would tr- tell him like, okay, it's Thursday, mm-hmm. we're going to violin class. He would just be so rude about it. And I was only in fifth grade, but looking back, like that's not what you do with a fifth grader like you should encourage these things Mm -hmm. but I felt so pressured just because he was my teacher and when he would say stuff that was like oh okay well now you're gonna miss this class and looking back it wasn't anything important that I was missing like Mm -hmm. it was I don't know coloring or something (laughs) stupid like that and so my friends stopped going after I think like spring break or something and she's like I don't really feel like I want to go anymore and I just follow the pack but I wish I just – I wish I had, like, courage to be like, no, this is my right. People deserve to hear my hot crust buns. <laughs> they want to hear me play. <laughs> so, yeah. Plus, other people are not viewing you as harshly as how you perceive yourself. Yes. So just remember, we're our own worst critics. So if you ever think of quitting something because of how – other people mm-hmm. perceive you just know usually that's false like they're always focused on themselves right exactly so mm-hmm. and that was another thing I learned was um be humble <laughs> <laughs> uh I I I was pretty good at public speaking like my presentations were really good mm-hmm. but I remember it was AP World History and we had a group project and we did rehearsals with our group and they and when we get to my part I was such a show off and I was just like oh no I know what to say yeah so I'll go and I was like very okay I'll go and then you go and then you go and then when we actually had the presentation I was stuttering so much and then I just started crying in front of class and I just like walked out and I was so embarrassed and um the teacher pulled me aside and was just like she acknowledged how traumatic it was and I was like yeah and then yeah but it like humbled me to know okay you have so much room for improvement and you're not the shit like like you are a great person but you're not the shit and there's always room for improvement so Mm -hmm. yeah and that's another reminder not to take things so seriously oh yeah um I still have nightmares to this day of uh, like my sports experiences, like being benched mm. or like um, choking when I'm like up to bat, like playing softball. And mm-hmm. really, <laughs> it's just a reminder that there's a lot of weight placed on certain things that ultimately don't really matter. Like how I performed playing softball in high school has no relevance to you know where I'm at today yeah (laughs) like it's contributed really nothing to my success I mean yeah it's reinforced these other ideas of like Mm -hmm. teamwork and friendships and stuff like that but but it's like you're not playing the sport yeah like I'm not a world class (laughs) uh champion but if you took up flu maybe maybe but I can't I can't put, I can't speak to that because I let it go. Yeah, bad dreams again. Just school work in general. I feel mm-hmm. I was just so scared. Like I have again nightmares still to this day. Sometimes I'll randomly have one of me running to class mm-hmm. late 
and I don't know there's a final or something yeah. like that. Right. Just like that shows how much fear you had mm-hmm. in school. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then another thing that I learned was to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you see, but looking back, I look at the misfits that – ventured out and did all this stuff and we would look at them like oh my gosh like they're not normal or following the norm but then you're just like oh my gosh they actually are above their age Mm -hmm. doing all that so yeah I feel like part of discovering who you really are comes from a place of discomfort and extending outside of your own bubble of familiarity Mm -hmm. so do the things that scare you and um I always feel like living a life of regret is more painful than living with the failure of experiences. Like the reason why I didn't try certain things in high school was because I was scared that I would fail miserably. Um, And that kind of transitions into our next point is take the time to discover your interests, like immerse yourself into the high school experience even though I feel like I was pretty involved, I didn't do certain things that I wish I would have done, like mm-hmm. um, theater or drama, drama choir. Yeah. Like, because to be quite honest, if I could think of my dream job today, mm-hmm. it would be something performance related. To be Lizzo. Like, <laughs> to be Lizzo. <laughs> like, I, I love writing like parody songs. Yes. And like you're, um, and you're really she's okay, I love karaoke. Day, I love yeah. One day we're gonna post one of Sarah's parodies because she's a gifted soul, <laughs> Kathy. But yeah, and I think just what we're interested in now, like I love comedy. I love mm-hmm. watching shows. So even though I couldn't be like an actress or something, I love watching shows. <laughs> I love just turning on my Netflix. I love Netflix. (laughs) But just performance art. Like, I would just love to be in that production team. Mm -hmm. Again, just being uncomfortable. I think um, going back to drama, I remember freshman year, I went to drama club, but I didn't know anyone. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, left Mm because I was just like, no, this is too uncomfortable for me. But I regret it. And and I'm very envious of the people that – we may have looked down upon like, oh, those people are like too edgy or too weird. But no, they're freaking awesome. Yeah. And we missed out. The next uh, piece of advice I'd recommend is be single. <laughs> um, your worth is not defined by others. And this is when I really wish that Lizzo was a part of my formative experience because she's informed a lot of who I am to this day <laughs> um, with her, why men great till they got to be great? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> or her, because um, I'm my own soul, babe. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> or feeling good as hell. <laughs> <laughs> but just like on a side note, um, my favorite Lizzo part of all time is when she ugly sings, you could have had a bad bitch, not committal. Happy with your career, just a little. You could have had down, but you're holding me back. No, I mean I'm holding you back. <laughs> something like that. It goes. Something it goes like just that. like that. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I really wish that I would have just focused more on my friends. And my high school experience, then boys. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just so rare that anyone ever ends up with their high school sweetheart anyway. Mm-hmm. And it happens. Like, we've seen it. Mm-hmm. But, again, like, very rare. Yeah. And if it works out, more power to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's great. But if you don't end up with who you think you are in high school, there's so many people out there. And I promise there are are plenty of more heartbreaks in yeah. your lifetime. The good news is you're going to go through so much more of it. And growth. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't regret that. I, <laughs> the cat's taking a shit right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, look at me. I turned out fine. Two cats by myself <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> I do owe what I know now in part to those relationships, like those failed high school situations. 
Um, so I don't regret them, but I don't know, looking back, I wish I would have just focused my attention on other things that would have been more enriching. I'm also a huge advocate of community college. So just to be vulnerable with you guys for a second, it took me 10 years to complete college. (laughs) Um, I personally attended community college straight out of high school, not only because my parents didn't have the money to send me to a four-year university straight away, but also I had zero idea of what I aspired to do or study, but I also wouldn't choose things any different way. I saved a ton of money. Yeah, and also going with the money thing, Neil Brennan has a great special called Three Mics on Netflix, and he says the fact that they charge one price at one college and another price at another college is so dumb because it's not like you're getting better facts. And that makes sense because it's not like they're going to teach you about the like civil war and just like stop it after a certain part and be like, okay, that's all you get. Like, <laughs> like To hear how this ended, you can go to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone gets the same um, – like history facts and all that. Mm -hmm. And also I remember my freshman year because I was a community college student too. I transferred. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember my friend, we did a study group and he had the exact same textbook as me Mm -hmm. and he went to a university. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, yeah, save the money. Yeah. It's not like you're getting any less of an education Mm -hmm. just because it's community college. Yeah. But again, if you're like that – 1% 1% that's like super, super, super smart. I mean, we're not telling you yeah. to <laughs> Don't. screw Stanford. Just come to community. But also I felt because my community college education was so inexpensive, mm-hmm. I was allowed to explore my interests nice. on a deeper level without feeling so guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Like I changed my major probably four or five times. Um, which, you know, contributes to the fact that it took me nine years. To yeah, but you loved your actual major that you did. I did. Like so. we, we both, Kathy and I both graduated with a degree in communications mm-hmm. and a minor in psychology. And I feel like I really enjoyed communications, but it's also one of those majors that Looked down applies. Upon. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, that's not. <laughs> but now I think that. So great. <laughs> Well, mine was just like, I felt, I okay, I again, like you, I loved my major. Yeah, way like, to backpedal. <laughs> I did, but it was also that, this the same major where I remember my classes and there was just like a bunch of sports people in it and like, and everyone, made, Shut up. everyone made fun of it as the, the major that everyone just needs to graduate to just pass. Oh, but no, no, but, but. I communication just, is an art form. It is. And I loved it. And I feel like. That's another thing I need to get over, have being embarrassed of it. But no, I I loved I learned so much in those classes. Same thing with psych. Um, Communication was really the first major that I. It was like that aha moment. Like uh, I really enjoy this. Yeah, and I think like one of one of the moments that solidified it was I did I took a class and it was like argumentation. Yeah, and then the professor I had at Mesa College, she like encouraged me to join speech and debate which was called oh. forensics uh-huh and i was like forensic ooh is this like the show is this like <laughs> forensic files <laughs> um you just speech your way through <laughs> yeah. a murder what? Yeah. are we are we talking about murder mysteries <laughs> um but yeah we we participated in like some speech and debate competitions That's and traveled awesome. and stuff like that and it was one of those things where i was like oh my god i really enjoy doing this yeah. and i i really enjoy using like language and communication as like a means of persuading people mm-hmm. and you know like um kind of like breaking through any kind of like barriers yeah. that we have as humans um yeah communications rocks <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but also i will say some of my favorite professors i've ever had mm-hmm. were during my time in community yeah. Which kind of um, transitions to our last point about mistakes and lessons learned. Please appreciate your teachers. 
like this was in community college, but I had a professor, um, Jason Magabo Perez. Mm -hmm. He was an English teacher and he taught his courses from a hip hop perspective. And we'd watch Spike Lee films, write papers on these powerful messages, take a deep dive into this poetic lyricism of Common, Most Deaf, Wu-Tang Clan. And it was experiences with teachers like this that cultivated my love of learning and a shedding of my egocentrism, a fascination with new perspectives and cultures other than my own. And I very much, <laughs> Juniper made it a bit. I very much feel like we had teachers like that in high school that have really influenced us. Mm -hmm. And um, how we met actually was through an English course in high school. Our teacher was Mrs. Meese. Yes. And God, she just reinforced my love of writing so much. I know. I think it was after, like, I took her class and just school in general. I didn't – I realized how great she was as mm -hmm. a teacher. Um, I remember at first I was kind of scared because I would be so confident in my writing. And then you'll get your paper back and it's just all red marks. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> but it was just such needed critique to challenge you in writing. Yeah. And it made the class extremely enjoyable. Like she would circle something like this is not a real example because I can't think of one right now. But let's say I would say I opened the curtains. She would like circle opened or whatever and be like, how else can you say this? <laughs> um, and so you could just change it up. And she pranks to the curtains and moved it to the side and saw the light. Like it's just she made you dive into um, you writing. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, like all the activities were really fun. And then I retook her again and I took a AP English class and we did this big writing assignment. That's my favorite thing I've ever done in school. Um, I think it was on the canons of rhetoric and it was like a 20 page thing that scared a lot of people in the beginning, but I was just like so excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we had another great teacher, Mr. Mayhew. And he had this ability to make a subject like history really fun. Mm -hmm. um, and he was also on Jeopardy the year that I took him. He was just incredibly smart. Like, yeah. I was shocked uh -huh. of how much this guy had in his yeah. head. And he had, like, open heart surgery. Like, he beat heart failure, you guys. And was on Jeopardy. <laughs> like, <laughs> how? Um, but this is just to say that all re all teachers are undertaking a huge responsibility mm -hmm. and are really saints for their sense of patience. Yeah. And think about how smart they are too. Mm -hmm. So I just – I can't believe the stuff they endured because we were students and we mm -hmm. see how some students act. Um, I know what I've written or stuff that they have to grade and I'm just like, I apologize. <laughs> um, but I do think that they deserve so much more than they're probably getting paid. And now that we have a mutual friend that is a teacher and we see his side, I think that gives us an even more um, – valued respect does that is that english appropriate <laughs> does that make sense um but it makes you appreciate it a lot more but i do have to say there is one teacher in middle school and his name is barry dingle and you would think with a name like that you would be a bottle of joy <laughs> i don't know because that makes me think of something else that's not very <laughs> choice <laughs> but anyway he was just extremely mean um if you got an answer wrong he would just basically make fun of you. He'd be like, why are you thinking that way? And I got in trouble because I didn't want to hear him say that to me. So I asked the person next to me how they got the answer. And I got in trouble for talking in class. Um, and I remember he did get very mad at one point And he, he pushed an overhead and it hit a guy's head. And all the parents got together, talked to the principal, and he got let go. But I do remember he gave all of us a bag of candy uh, on our last day and said something in the lines of like, thank you for being my student, blah, blah, blah. And I think that was the first time I had a sense of revenge that I felt. Uh, I did not eat the candy, by the way. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then another thing is appreciate your parents. Um, 
my mom was extremely embarrassing um, in school. Like in my perspective, I remember we had, she just was very involved, which I think honestly looking back is great, but she, we had an assembly of award, senior awards and she kept getting up for each student and taking pictures to the point where like everyone knew like, okay, she does, they're not all her kids. And I was so embarrassing and everyone was laughing. Um, but looking back, I look at all of the pictures from grade school and it was worth it. Like it was just, it's funny. So. Plus from an outsider's perspective, even though you might've been been embarrassed at times we loved your mom so <laughs> much like we had the, the perspective like your mom was everyone's mom and she wanted that to be like a parent that yeah. she had love for everyone <laughs> not just her own daughter so it was really special oh thanks but i remember from that assembly she actually put all of these pictures in bags and put names that she thought were their names and it was just like mess ups of like sarah's if she didn't know sarah had been like Vera or something and then she gave me all these pictures thinking that i knew all these people to hand out these pictures but i i didn't so i have all your pictures class of 2010 <laughs> yeah what you know about embarrassing encounters Woo! I just made a stupid mistake. Turns out I'm a hundred percent human being. Yeah, I be having breakdowns. I'm in therapy and shit. That's the growing in me. Ding, ding, solving problems. So I'm living carefree. You go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing encounter. Embarrassing encounters. Welcome to our newest weekly segment, Embarrassing Encounters. Kathy, what was yours this last week? So I'm going to talk about my drunk DMs. <laughs> I was looking through my old messages and I screenshotted my favorite. So I don't DM. I admit it. Uh, I DM people, but not anyone tangible. Like it's not someone that I know. They're celebrities. <laughs> and um, all of these are in August. So that was probably just a really rough time. Yeah, stressful <laughs> month. Um, on, but on August 2nd, 8.04 p.m. And this timestamp is embarrassing because it's like 8 o'clock and I'm already belligerently drunk. Um, but I texted our IDM Jeff Bezos in all caps, do you want feet pics? <laughs> and then my all-time celebrity crush is Hosier, um, the singer. And I, I actually messaged him a lot of times when I'm drunk, I just delete them so I don't feel like they're there. <laughs> Meaning people don't delete messages unless they're afraid that the recipient is going to see them. So <laughs> you're like, oh, I better get rid of these real quick before he looks at my DMs. <laughs> but I'll see that he's on his stories and I'm just like, I see that you're on your stories, Hosier. <laughs> like, why aren't you answering me? But the one that I screenshotted was all caps again, the whole message. Hey, pick me, love me, choose me, and then take me to church. Love you, babe. Like, like it's a reoccurring text that we have back and forth. But yeah, those are mine. So this inspires my embarrassing encounter, which uh, back when I was single in the beginning of 2019, um, I was obsessed with this. He's like a YouTube personality. I wouldn't necessarily call him a celebrity, um, but he's like big on Facebook. He has like 5 million followers or subscribers, whatever you call it. Um, his name is Trey Kennedy. He's like a comedian. He does little skits and whatnot. Oh, they're like the plants. Yeah. I, I sent Kathy one time of him impersonating like a plant lover. <laughs> um, check it out. If you <laughs> um, but yeah, I slid into his DMs and I swear I don't exactly remember what I said, but it was something to the effect of like, you're zaddy, aren't you? Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Never got a response. But there was one time, so there's this uh, YouTuber I follow on Facebook and I liked one of her posts. Her name is Laura Cleary, another comedian, like great entertainer. Um, but I liked one of her posts and immediately I received a DM from her that was like, do you want to see something else funny? And immediately I responded all caps and was like, um, yes. <laughs> so either she never responded to me. So I'm thinking like that was her. Yeah. Yeah. 
or a bot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it was her, she just realized, oh, wait, that's a whoops, wrong person. <laughs> or two, it was a bot that's just trying to like engage yeah. people. Um, but no regrets. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's something that you would tell your high school self? For me, it would be to love yourself. Um, I feel like I sought a lot of validation through other people, whether it be fake friends or relationships. And it just kind of set myself up for failure and like Mm -hmm. living a life that wasn't super authentic. And I'm proud of where I'm at today, but it's been a journey to get to this point. (laughs) (laughs) And it involved a lot of healing and love and you know, I could have saved myself a lot of energy and heartbreak if that had like – If you just loved yourself. Yeah, if that message was apparent from like a younger point. Mm-hmm. And pretty similar, I would say to myself is don't be too hard on myself or yourself. High school is literally four years and it honestly has a small sliver of similarity to the real world if you think about it. I mean, yes, study hard, do all that. But unlike high school where you're usually guaranteed a good grade if you put that much effort in, in the real world, it might not all come all at once and that's okay. (laughs) Again, high school is only four years and you have all these years to figure it out. And I'm 28 and I'm still figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just have fun and just do your best during these times. But right now in the future, there's no standardized testing. (laughs) And is that really what you'd tell your yeah? <laughs> There's no standardized There's testing no in standard adulthood. Um, so yeah, well, this is our last episode of 2020. Um, it's been so fun so far, mm-hmm. and I think we can both say that we're very excited. Yeah, and I mean, Kathy and I just started this because we wanted to have fun, mm-hmm. and I feel like we've stayed true to that you know, and we really thank you guys for joining us and supporting us through something that's really fucking scary to do starting a podcast. I'm kissing my mic and I'm pretending (laughs) it's all your little faces. (laughs) So thank you all so much. And we will see you in 2021. Bye. Bye.